0: Hey, hey, hey everyone. You're with Ren McQueen. She's a fucking vibe. And we are going to chat today. Oh my god, we are going to have the chat of all chats. Let's dive right on in, shall we? Let's do it. So, what is on the plate today? What is on the plate? So, I want to talk about events in the past okay so let's let's discuss that now I have had an interesting childhood at best (laughs) and um I I really have I've, I've had a childhood I've definitely had a moment in time with that childhood and um reflecting back on it used to piss me off, fuck, it used to piss me off, even if I reflect back on my first marriage, pissed off, pissed off, you want to say angry? I was angry, I was angry at everything I didn't get, I was angry at everything I did get, I was angry at people and events and moments and I was angry at myself and it was. It's a really shitty place to be, right? Now, I have siblings. I have um, a few siblings. And if you were to sit down and put us all in a room and discuss our childhood, what, or what would come out would be fucking incredible. And sometimes we like to play Remember This Mum, <laughs> which she was never a fan of and still isn't to this day. I mean, there's stuff that's hilarious and we laugh and it's funny as shit, but... Anyway, when I'm talking about the past, I'm talking about obviously those events that shaped us and changed us, those events that were really, really hard. And when you don't deal with those issues, that's that's all the memory you're going to have of that time. It really, really is the only memory you're going to have of that time. So when I reflect back on my childhood, and all the moments that were really difficult and hard to navigate as a small child, um, even as a teenager. If I lived in that space, I reckon I'd be snorting cocaine in a corner somewhere quietly, like I'd be a fucking mess. I'd be a drug addict, and a drunk and everything else under the sun. I, wouldn't, I would be pretty catatonic. And that kind of scares me to think that I could have gone into that space when I think back and I do I I sort of I used to sit back and go fuck I can't believe this happened I can't believe that happened to me this is bullshit I fucking hated my childhood I was robbed this is really shit and especially big pivotal moments that really stand out and they still stand out to this day even though I've done a lot of healing in that space they stand out really really boldly to this day and I'll never forget them. Never ever forget them. I mean I look at sort of my teen years and moving out of that into my first marriage which was um, um it was a moment in time as well and to be fair you know it was very young. We were very very young and um, didn't really know the ways of the world at that point. And I think uh, before I'd done all this healing and all this work I used to reflect back and I used to be so, so angry. I could only remember the really, really bad parts, you know, all the ugly shit. And I could only remember the really painful moments. And I still remember them to this day. And I have um, written about them uh, in my book coming up. So look out for that if you want a little peek behind the curtain. The... (laughs) The sad thing is, is that I lived in this space for quite some time. And when I started doing work on that, work on my healing, and I'm also talking about some really pivotal, pivotal moments, pivotal painful moments. When I started doing the healing, the one thing I noticed is that other memories were coming to the fore. And the more those good memories were coming to the fore the more excited I was getting about this healing journey, because I was like, fuck, you know, I I had some really amazing moments. I really did. And all the bad shit was clouding that. It was robbing me of these really amazing moments of my life, these really cool memories that I had. And it really drove me to continue on this path to healing. Because I really want to reflect back on my past and pull out all the good shit and all the moments that were filled with laughter and filled with love and filled with crazy and silly. I really, I was really driven by that. Painful moments are unavoidable and your past is your past. There is no way you can rid yourself of, of that pain, you know, like, you, you can, you can't change it, you, you can't, what has happened has happened, you cannot go back and, and, turn that around, it is what it is, but what I have learned, is that, when you start working on healing, you can reduce the amount of pain in those moments, but still honour The enormity of the moment and still honour that that was a very traumatic time for you but when you start doing that and you can really get into that space you can start bringing up and remembering some good stuff and if you're not doing this you're really robbing yourself of some time some amazing times that you know should be celebrated and should be enjoyed and like I said we love playing this game with mum where it's like remember this and that game for me has changed you know I'd say remember this when you did this haha. Ha. and um, I'm laughing but it really wasn't that funny to me it hurt my heart <laughs> it was pretty rough but now when I play that game with her it's like I'm I'm now fessing up to some really rancid shit I was doing that probably shouldn't have been and that I got away with which I'm pretty proud of myself because it was really hard to get one one over my mother you really she she had fucking eyes everywhere I swear to god so when you got one over it, it was a win it was a massive win so when we're talking about going back and healing the past and healing that space the benefits are that you start to get to see other moments that you've forgotten about because the pain and the trauma has clouded it. You know, you're living in this foggy space of pain and and torment and when you work through it and you come out the other side and you can see those really cool moments I'm telling you, it is amazing. If you'd asked me Twenty years ago, what my childhood was like, I would have told you it was the dogshitest childhood ever. Like my childhood was rubbish. It was shit. I was robbed. This is bullshit. And now I can say to you, I had actually a pretty. I I, I had it, it. Don't get me wrong. It was rough. It was rough. She was. She was a. She was a moment in time. But there were some fucking cool moments. And I'm able to look back on my childhood now and the cool moments they overshadow the shit times, the hard times. You know? They they really do. The one thing I learned about myself is as, as a child, like looking back at it now, that we were raised, we didn't have much money. Money was always um money was always tight and my dad, he was a man of the land he still is a man of the land and he loved his job and we were a farming family because he loved it we were never in it for he was never in it for the money never he left a really well-paying job to go into farming so that was really important to him to really love his day's work and my mum was really supportive of that and so that's what we did we farmed And, and um when I say we I mean we we all got in there and um I remember, I look back now and think, I remember the Christmas, right, that my mum gave my sister and I these fucking horrific ragdolls. I still give her a hard time about them now. Money was really tight and my mum was into a lot of um, cross stitching, knitting, crocheting, all that kind of crafty shit, right. That was her jam. And she could bake, like my mum, my mum could bake. Anyway. A lot of, um, on the farms, a lot of trading would go on. And I think my mum traded something for these ragdolls because money was incredibly tight this Christmas. And we were far too old. My sister and I were (laughs) far too old for these giant fucking horrific looking ragdolls. And it was always a given that growing up, um, being two girls, she would always get the blue thing and I would always get the pink thing. It was just how it went. I'm sure it was blue, I can't even remember to be honest, but one of us got blue and one of us always got the pink version and we always got the same. <laughs> so with these ragdolls, right, and I mean, these were like, fuck, honestly. You, you just, they were bad, they were bad. And mum and dad had made it perfectly clear that Christmas was going to be really, really tight this year because money was just an issue and that's just how it was. And that was okay. We We were as kids we just knew it it was just sometimes Christmas would be flush and sometimes it would be flush on the toilet you know it was just a hit or miss and there was always I don't know why it was always okay we were raised to be really grateful and we were raised realistically you know like my my mum and dad would never try and pull a rabbit out of a hat that they didn't have that was for sure so I remember Christmas morning we get up and everyone runs to the tree and Us being older, we were like, sort of like the sacrificial lambs at that point. It was like, well, they had to really pull Christmas off for the younger brothers. So, we kind of, I felt like, I think we sort of took a little bit of a hit for them. Which, to be honest, I don't think I would have cared. I don't think I cared back then and I don't care now. You know, especially as a mum. So, and I loved my baby brothers. Loved them. So, anyway, we unwrapped these... (laughs) fucking dolls and they were horrific and I'm, <laughs> I tried so hard to fake it because I was trying to be grateful because I knew that mum and dad had no money and I'm trying really hard to be grateful and that, and i remember just being really fucking disa- like really disappointed and it was like oh wow thanks and I know we got a couple of other things um but the the, the gift of the day was this <laughs> rag doll and I remember going back to our room me and my sister sitting there well my sister and I sitting there talking about how fucking ugly these things were and how we had to smile and be grateful we were too old for them far too old and we did you know and we laughed about them and we put them on our beds and they kind of freaked us out a little bit they were a bit creepy anyway (laughs) I remember thinking back in that time I wish you know I really wish I'd had the Christmas my best friend had down the road, who probably got another couple of Barbie dolls in a Barbie dream house and all that other shit. And she was a little bit younger than me, so it made sense that she got those things. And I was, I've never been bummed out like it was, it was like the worst thing ever, like fuck Christmas, Christmas and get fucked, this is bullshit. And we, like I said, we were raised realists and I look back on that time now because when I wasn't in this space when I wasn't like working on this more healed space I used to think what a shit present what was she thinking buying us these dolls like what the what what was she thinking like and I was actually 20 years ago highly offended highly offended like what was she thinking why would she do this this is ridiculous and I look back at it now in this more healed space and I just laugh and I think, oh my fucking god, you know, like, this is bullshit. Like, I, I laugh, I think it's hilarious. These, I'll never forget those presents. I, I can't remember any other Christmas present my parents have ever got me, but I remember that rag doll, tell you right now. And I brought it up with my mum recently, and we were laughing, and she goes, I don't even know what I was thinking, they were horrible, I shouldn't have got them, and, you know, she was really upset, and we thought we'd done a good job faking it that we liked them, and she saw right through it. This is what I mean. Right, this is the thing, you go from a more healed space, you're going to see things in a different light. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about you're changing the lens in which you see things through. You're changing that lens. I used to think, God, my mother was just this horrible bitch and all of that. And, you know, for some part, to be fair, she was a horrible bitch, but... There were moments she really tried. I remember wanting for my 13th birthday a pair of Barker's track pants. They were all the rage in Taranaki back then. And they were like $100. Pretty sure they were like $100 or $80, which is a stupid amount of money for a pair of track pants, right? But she got them for me. She killed herself to get them for me. So I'm able to now, I have given myself, I have given myself this gift where I can reflect back on my childhood and my teenage years and my first marriage and all these things that were, you know, moments that I struggled with and see all these cool parts. All these cool parts and laugh and smile and because I've changed the lens. I've not forgotten. I've not forgotten the hard stuff. I've forgiven it. But I've not forgotten. But because I've made peace with it, I can now really see those those cool moments I had where um, I was telling my brother today, we're, we're actually planning a trip away and we're going deep sea fishing. And I, our father is a fisherman and my brother is coming. So our father is a fisherman. And I said to my brother, I said, God, you know, I remember the first time dad took me out fishing and I caught um, a kahawai and he made me throw this fish back. And it was a pretty decent sized fish. And, but that was the rule, the first fish you ever catch, you give back to the ocean and it'll give you more. right? So, I was a kid, so I was pretty pissed off at this whole idea of giving the fish back. I thought it was a crock of crap. But anyway, I threw the fish back, as per tradition, that's what you do. Then I caught another one right? And I'm like, yeah, this is great. And this kahawai was was decent. It was edible. And I was pretty proud of that. They were all excited. And um, we were on the white cliffs of Taranaki. I'll never forget it. And that bastard made me throw that fish back too. And I remember being really upset about it. And I said to my brother, he made me throw it back because he said, I promise you'll catch more and they'll be bigger. Never caught another one. Never caught another fish, right? Devastated. Wouldn't go fishing with him again. As far as I was concerned, he was full of shit and I wasn't playing this game anymore. And yet, I'm going out on this fishing charter hoping to catch a really big fish, right? To show my dad. And I won't throw it back. I'm going to eat this fish. I'm telling you right now. I'm not throwing it back. But I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten about that. And I mean, the memories are all there. You've just pushed them to a side. You've pushed them out of the way. Because these painful things that you've not dealt with, these really painful moments, are overshadowing. And that's really, really sad. Healing gives you the most incredible gifts. It gives you the opportunity to rewrite the story. And you're not even rewriting it. You're just remembering it in a different way. And like I said 20 years ago, I couldn't speak about my childhood. I'd get choked up, I'd get upset, and it hurt, it was painful. And now, I can reflect on those painful moments, but I don't get choked up and upset and hurt and broken about them. And as much as I can sort of speak on them, they're not the predominant part of the conversation ever. It's more about, you know, this lifestyle we had farming and being on the beach and having these crazy outlandish moments that you get from being being raised like that, being raised in a um in a farm setting and isolated from lots of other people. So When we look at going back and looking at those painful moments that have shaped you and are the reason you're now working on your healing, around those have been some amazing moments and you've enjoyed them. But recalling them is really tricky because you're so focused over here, you can't see what's happened over on this side. So, healing is all about changing the lens, rewriting the story. And like I said, this this story I had was painful. The story I had was brutal. It was awful. But because I started working on my healing and bringing my mum into that process. And bringing the pivotal people that were part of those painful moments into the process with me. And giving them an opportunity to be a part of that healing and be a part of that growth and rebuilding those relationships, the ones that I really, really wanted to rebuild and have, I can honestly look back on my childhood and and enjoy it and smile because there were some really, really amazing times. So when you're looking back at those moments that broke you, That broke your soul. That really tore away at you. Whether they shredded your trust for humanity. Whatever it was. Healing that part of you that's broken. Healing those moments. Those really painful moments. And forgiving them but not forgetting them. Because you never forget will open the doors to moments that you missed because you were so riddled with pain and so riddled with hurt that you just couldn't see them. Now, anyone that has created this space with me, like they've they've been a part of creating this hurt. I used to I used to think, get the fuck like I'm done here. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you. Like I wished all the bad things on them, and now I don't, and not everyone is in, that has created this chaos for me is in my life, and some are barely in my life, they're sort of in and out, but I don't wish bad things for them, I really don't, I, I'm quite happy doing me, And I'm loving my life at the moment. I'm loving the space I'm in. I'm loving the healing I've done. That I really just hope for them the same, the same peace. Because it was their chaos that put us in this position with each other. And I don't feel like healing or forgiving is excusing. I have held my parents accountable, I've held my mother accountable held these people accountable for sure I've held them accountable but I really love the fact that I was able to go back and honour the really good times and honour those memories and now when I talk about my childhood and and all these times and all the space it's it's so much different than what it was I'm able to have different conversations with my parents. I'm able to laugh and joke and have that time because it's really precious. And I'm glad I did because I was robbing myself, absolutely robbing myself of a childhood that I did have. And it wasn't like that all the time. It was not like my childhood was amazing all the time. And I'm not I'm not like taking the acknowledgement away that it was rough. By no means am I saying... The bad parts of my life didn't happen. They happened. They were real. And I, I felt every inch of them. But. Would I, would I be the woman I am today without them? Would I be the mother I am? Would I be the wife I am without them? Probably not. I mean all these moments in time shape us. And I was exposed to. Um, painful moments that other people weren't and the only reason I'm on the other side of it is because I did the work. You cannot change what made you angry, you cannot change your past, you cannot go back and undo any of it. It has happened, it is here. We put it in front of you. Look at it. Put it in front of you. Sit with it. Sit with it. If you need to have conversations with people about it, have conversations with people about it. But acknowledge the fact that these moments did create change in you in that moment in time. You know when you were really hurt by something, it changed a piece of you. You would never be the same person you were before that event. And you don't know who you would have been. But if you keep going back and living in the space, imagine my life if this hadn't happened, imagine my life if this this had happened, imagine my life if I had advantages or, you know, things like that. You can, you can imagine and wish all you want. It's not going to change a damn thing. That, that's just how it is, that really is how it is. We've all had our hearts broken, if we were to go back and say I wish I'd never had a broken heart, well then you wouldn't know the depths of love you could, could, could be in. Painful moments don't have to rule your life. And if you let them, they will, if you continue on this path where you're not doing any healing work and you're not accepting the fact that this was your story, and that's what this is about. Acceptance, accepting that this was part of your story, but it wasn't all of your story. It was just part of it. There were other parts and you're struggling to recall them because those parts were so painful. That it's been really hard to heal from them. And for some reason, you didn't go into that healing space immediately. Most of the time it's because we were too young and, and didn't know. But you didn't go into that space. You went straight to anger and rage. And then you just fucking clung onto that anger and rage. And you let that drive you through to your to now. Right through your life. If you were to shed the anger and rage away and actually go back and look at those moments and go through and feel them and sit with them and get support if you need support in that time and space if you've got to have someone there to support you professionally or personally as you navigate this road and go back down there and have a look and feel those emotions it just starts opening up floodgates of such amazing times. And you know what's Your amazing time might be so much better than what my amazing time was but that's okay. To you, to me, mine was amazing. <laughs> you know? I'm not talking, you know, a week at Disneyland amazing. I'm talking the moments that my dad would, he grew massive vegetable gardens and he would, plant extra veggies in there because we used to sit in there and eat them raw. Like, I used to love that. Love that. It's things like that. That wasn't Disneyland, but I loved that. It, it was it was awesome. For me. I mean, some of you are probably thinking, that that's pretty dumb, Serena. <laughs> Do you know what? It was actually pretty fun for me. It was fun. So, going through and... It's like a recalibration of your memories and of your past. Little things like that are going to come up where you can look back and smile and go, fuck, that's right. I remember that. That was really cool. It's amazing how many good times you lose in your memory bank because the pain has taken over. Those painful events have taken over and now you're just angry and you are mad and you are pissed off. And I did. I felt robbed. And I'm sure anyone, anyone that's gone through this stuff feels robbed of their childhood. And that's not okay. But if you go back and you work on those things, even if we're talking shit in your 20s, shit in, you know, your 30s or whatever, you can actually start seeing the cool shit that happens. Some of the cool moments you've forgotten about. I always had the best memory ever, I always thought I did, and I do, but as I'm getting older, I'm not remembering shit I did three days ago, like don't ask me what I had for dinner last night, can't tell you, but I can tell you, at five years old, when I did the 20 hour famine, I cheated, and, because we couldn't eat for 20 hours, like for the day, and my mum got the barley sugars and everything, and I, I totally cheated, and raced out to my dad's vegetable garden, and he caught me in there eating peas, like out of the pod, Um, and I remember (laughs) he grabbed a few carrots out of the ground and rinsed them off and fed me, because I was just starving. (laughs) But I remember that. I never remembered it prior though. Prior to the healing, I didn't remember that. Isn't that funny? And it was because, like I said, the, the painful moments take over. I'm not saying forgive people and forgive you know, and and say so, you know that's okay with me. It's it's not about that. Forgiveness is for yourself. It's not to let anyone off the hook by any means. Fuck that. Let's be real. We don't want to let anyone off the hook. You hurt me. You're an asshole. Your behaviour was shit. But I f- I forgive it for myself. This isn't a free pass for you. My forgiveness is not a free pass for you to continue to be an asshole to other people. Or it's not a free pass, I'm not here to make you feel better. I'm here to make me feel better, right? That's what forgiveness is about. It's about making sure you are comfortable and you feel okay. But just, I really challenge you, right, to sit there and try and think of one, pull one good memory you have And let that drive you, so as you're going through this healing process and you are going back and recapturing moments that were really truly traumatic and painful for you, go back, do that and see how your memory is triggered and start thinking about those really cool memories coming forward. And it's like a retrain of the brain, it's a retrain of the mind. I couldn't talk about my childhood without breaking down. I'd be there choking, choking on an invisible rock in my throat, going, "What the fuck? Why me?" And now I look back at it and I laugh and I smile and I give my mum a hard time because I always tell her she was fucking crazy. And I, you know, and I can have those moments with my brother and joke around. It's the past is it's happened. It has happened. It has happened and you can't stop it from happening. It's, it's done. What is done is done. It is in stone. So healing and moving through that, like I said, does not take it away. But it gives you a sense of freedom and your reward is remembering some really awesome times. You know, life life is short, it is fleeting. It'll pass you by. And you want to be able to look back and think, Ugh, that was pretty cool. Man, that was awesome. I remember that. And be able to reflect back on, on good moments. And it, you don't want it all to be bad. Because there's got to be at least one, one moment in there you can recall that was happy. So don't rob yourself by hanging on to old shit, hanging old, on to old pain. Think, what did, what did you lose when you were doing that? What memories have you lost doing that? And when you're moving through and other things happen, you may experience in this healing journey a really traumatic experience. Working through that in real time and not going straight to anger and bearing it, only to fucking try and haul it up in 15 years and deal with it. Dealing with it in real time means that you are going to appreciate and see and experience and remember the good moments that were surrounding that. The times that had you smiling and laughing. That's what you want. And it's, it's, it's not rewriting the story, it's just changing the lens. And when you do go through and you do do that healing in real time, that is changing the story. Because you're no longer going to be this angry, bitter person wrestling day and night with your past. You're going to sit there and you're going to, as fragile as you'll be in the moment where you're dealing with it. You're going to be dealing with it in real time. And the gift and the reward is being able to remember the happy good times around it. And you'll be proud of yourself. Fuck, you'll be so proud of yourself. Honestly. But trauma is trauma. And you can't run away from it. Eventually it will catch up with you. So the sooner you deal with it in real time. The sooner you deal with it now. And shed that rage and shed that anger. The sooner you start reading the pages of the book differently. Of your life. I have a lot of peace with my life. A lot. And I have a lot of things to be angry about. I tell you what, I have more things to be angry about than I do to be grateful for. But I make the choice, make the choice to be grateful. Because I do have a lot to be grateful for. And I choose to put those moments forward above and beyond everything else. I have healthy children. You know, they're, they're up, they're walking, they're breathing, they're eating, they're functional. Going back and looking at what it could have been, what my memories could have been staying with me to this day, as opposed to what they are, it it is scary. It is very scary to think. And I think that's why I can enjoy conversations with people that I probably shouldn't be able to, I probably should have, well, no, I shouldn't have, that I probably wouldn't have had relationships with now if I hadn't done that healing work, to be able to laugh and muck around with them, because, you know, people do change, and people grow up, and you grow up, like I look at myself now as a 40-year-old woman and go, yeah, nah, yeah, kick my ass for that now, because I'll give you the hiding of a lifetime, i must tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like um, these, these same people would not cross me as an adult, but I'm in full control. I am in full control of the memory bank that I have from my past. I am in control here. And I think when you've been through a lot of trauma, you haven't felt like you've got control. But when you're healing, you're in control. You choose at what rate you heal, you choose how you do it, you choose to do it. You're in full control. And if being in full control and healing means you go and sit in front of people and hold them accountable in that moment, you are in control then too. You're taking your power back. Changing that story. It's it's taking the power back. You're saying, you know what? Yes, this shit hurt. Yes, this shit was hard. But you aren't going to rob me of any more of my fucking life than has already been robbed of me. You will not take memories from me that belong to me. Good ones, happy ones. Times where I was laughing till I cried. You will not have that power. You have created painful moments in my life, but you will not rob me of my happy ones. You will not rob me of the memories of those. A lot of people with trauma have had trauma by the hand had traumatic experiences at the hands of someone else. Not always, but for the most part. Yes, they have done these things to you and it is fucking shit and it is brutal and it's awful and it's horrible and it makes you nauseous and it makes you want to vomit and it makes you want to scream and cry and punch walls rightly so but how much more are you going to let them have this moment or the rest of your fucking life are they going to take more from you your ability, your ability to appreciate moments in your life that you can't remember right now, because you're so riddled with pain and anger and rage that you can't see beyond. You're in this ridiculous, shitty, horrible fog, and you can't see the little, the little light shining in from the sides, going, "Hey, remember this? Hey, remember that?" Don't give people more than what they've already taken and you know what you can go back and claim it if they've taken it up to this point it doesn't have to go on any longer you can go back you can go back in your mind you can go back and remember these things it's it's and even rewriting the events right let's talk about rewriting the events so <laughs> i remember being in, in trouble so i would get in a lot of trouble as as a kid and um, I was I was a bit of a tomboy <laughs> as a child. Not as a teenager, but as a child, I was a tomboy. And uh, there was a lot of confrontational moments in that house. And that's putting it nicely. It was a lot of confrontational moments when we were kids in the house and teenagers. And I remember getting in trouble with my dad. Now, this never happened. It was a very rare moment. We were in big trouble with our dad. And I mean big trouble. You know, he would... Our mum would say, discipline them, you know, like, deal with that, deal with that, don't let her do this, don't let her do that. Dad would take you around the corner and go, you know, no, don't you do that again. And when you go back around, make your mother think you're crying kind of thing. He was sneaky as shit, he was sneaky as shit. Anyway, I got in trouble big time with my dad this day. And you know what? I don't remember what I did. I used to, but I don't actually remember what I did anymore. But what I do remember is hiding under the house. Alright. So my dad could have gotten under the house. But I was quicker than him because I was smaller. My mum? No fucking way. My mum could never have gotten under that house. Um, that was my go-to. I thought yeah I'd be a smart bitch and I'd climb under the house. And like I said I remember being terrified. So I must have done something really wrong. I don't remember. But I remember my dad getting a chair. So you know you've got under your house. It wasn't very high. It was like a a crawl space kind of thing. It was was reasonable. But there was like a little latch door to get under there. And I'd ripped the door open and climbed under there. He went and got a chair right. And he sat it right in front of that hole. So the only way out was to crawl between the chair legs. Right? So I had to crawl literally underneath him to get out. And there were spiders and shit under there. right. So I was was already a little bit scared. But it was... Those spiders were not scarier than my dad. I and I mean I must have done something really wrong because he was a, he was a pussycat, this man. And he sat there and um <coughs> excuse me. And like honestly, this story 20 years ago is totally different. And um, he sat there and he was so patient and he waited. He waited. He sat on that chair. Felt like for hours. He had his cigarettes. My mum was bringing him out coffee and snacks. Fucking snacks. Well, I'm stuck under this house. Trying to avoid getting my ass kicked. Because I've been naughty. Right? And they're there laughing it. He's laughing. He's thinking it's hilarious. And it was one of those stand down moments. Of who was going to back down first. And I know I. And look. I. Took me a while to click that he wasn't moving. And I backed down, and I crawled out from under the chair. And and like I crawled out through the chair, came, popped back up, and um he tapped my ass. He tapped it. He did. tapped my bum. He didn't give me a, a smack at all. Um because he was proud of how long I stuck it out, I think. <laughs> I think he was quite impressed. I remember coming because I was starving, it was getting it was must have been getting dark and I don't do the dark, I'm shit scared of the dark. So, um yeah, and I remember that. Now, 20 years ago, if I told you that story, I would have been like, what parent sits on a chair and waits out hours to give their kid a hiding? What parent? This is bullshit. So, that I would have said the same thing. Naughty, under the house, sat there, waited. Dad put the chair there. Mum was giving him coffee and fucking snacks. And, and I would have been angry. I would have been going, yeah, what a dickhead. What sort of asshole does that? And I would have been angry, but now I look at it and think that was some fucking dedication, <laughs> I tell you. And it's kind it's of funny because I can just picture him sitting there, not a care in the world, patient as my dad could do nothing all day long and just enjoy the rest. Yeah, because I mean, he worked pretty hard, so he could sit there and he could just lex out. He'd probably, do you know what? Partway through that, I probably could have crawled out. He probably was asleep, to be honest. Like, he loved a good nap in the sun, my dad. But, sort <laughs> of I mean. The story is the same story, but my view on it has changed. Now I laugh. I think it's hilarious. Like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> Bless this cotton socks. This is the thing. Gift yourself. Gift yourself a new lens. Today is the day. Go out there and do it. It is not going to cost you a ton of money. Make the decision to work on healing, healing from that. And change, rewrite the story. Same story. But, man, I look at it completely different now. Now I laugh. A story that used to be actually quite traumatic for me. I laugh, and I think it was... Mainly traumatic because my dad never really disciplined us in big ways. He was so full of shit. But, um, yeah, my mum was the disciplinary of the house. But, yet, that's just an example. That is an example of rewriting the history books for yourself. The past is a past. You can't take away any of it. But you can rewrite it, you can go back and some of it you can rewrite, some of it you can't. But you can definitely heal from it as best you can and start recalling some of these beautiful, amazing moments you had. And give yourself that. Change the lens. You have no idea what you've missed out on all these years. No idea. No, for me, I I've, had I've missed out on heaps. And I'm so grateful I can look back at that time now and just laugh. Because it, it's, a lot of it is funny. <clears throat> so, just think about that. Just think about one of those really shitty moments you had. Sit with that. Work through it. And be conscious and aware of what else is going to come up for you. What else could come up? What have you missed? And what was going on at the time, you know? Like I said, I... I was horrified by these fucking ragdolls. This ragdoll I got, that never got played with. It Look, it was a mint condition our whole lives because we never bloody played with them. They were awful. But now I look back at it and just laugh and go, what was she thinking? Even my mum thought they were ugly. She was trying to sell, I remember that morning too, she was trying to sell us these ragdolls, trying to, you know, upsell them, tell us how amazing they were. And she knew they were shit. She knew they were just some Asian rubbish. The lady, I think, had lied to her and told her she'd made them. She had not made them. They were definitely bought from a store. She probably traded them to my mum because she thought they were too ugly. <laughs> but, you know, if you you look back and the different lens, fuck, the world's a different place. Oh my God, my my whole world is a different place. Such a different place. And I love that. And it has been one of the best gifts I've given myself. One of the best gifts I've given myself in my whole life. Is the ability to go back. And relive really beautiful moments that I've had. And no one can, no one can take them from me. They're mine. Memories are yours to keep forever. Especially the good ones. So that's a bit of incentive. Incentive. Because I know how hard it is to go back there and look at it. It is so fucking hard and it's shit. And especially if you've got no one there to hold accountable. That's really hard. But you can do it. Today was just an incentive to, to go out there and start taking that first step. And knowing, knowing... That there is some good shit on the other side. Some really good shit for some of you. There are going to be moments that you get to reflect back on once you've been in a really healed space. When you go, I cannot believe I forgot that. And start talking with other people about it. People that you know were a part of these events. And, and really talking about these these good memories that you've managed to bring up. And laugh and, and enjoy them all over again I mean that is awesome to be able to go back and laugh and enjoy those moments that's amazing I tell you what we always had a Christmas we always had a tree we always had a happy mother for the most part and she played fucking Christmas carols all of December did my head on did our head on but we knew we knew it was Christmas so have a think about it when, you, when you're sort of hesitating to go back and, and look at those hard moments and start dealing with your past that you cannot, you cannot run from forever. There is shit parts that you've got to deal with, really horrific, shitty, <clears throat> yuck, gross parts that you have to deal with. But your reward will be those really cool moments that sneak through. There is a payoff. Don't be fooled. Alright guys, I hope this has really given you a sense of excitement and a bit of incentive to start this journey of changing your lens. Creating a life less angry being able to smile with your whole face instead of just that fake bullshit smile you give people from time to time. Go out there, kill your day, make sure you soak up every single moment of it, smile at a stranger, make them happy and you know what, smile at them if they don't smile back, keep keep locking on that eye contact and keep smiling, eventually they'll smile back because they they really don't know what to do with you at that point you just start looking fucking crazy I do that it's hilarious I smile at people if they don't smile back I make sure I engage in full eye contact and I smile until they give me that smile and then I'm happy and I walk away (laughs) like you know what we are going to be happy today (laughs) all right guys you're with Ren McQueen she's a fucking vibe have an amazing amazing day go kill it with whatever you're doing if you're working if you're raising babies if you're out there just fucking going for a massive walk whatever you're doing kill it do it to the best of your ability and let's start changing those lenses okay have a great day Bye bye